Welcome to the Riding from the Inside Out, Empowering Our Horse Girl Selves podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Waldo. In this podcast, I talk about how I became a horse girl as a child and why I've returned to being a horse girl as an adult. I discuss what I've learned about why many of us are horse girls, what that inexplicable heart and soul-based force is that draws us to horses like moths to a flame, how I've learned that our relationships with horses can be an opportunity for us as horse girls to empower ourselves at our deepest inner self levels, and how by doing so, we can feel more empowered in all aspects of our lives, including in our riding and our relationships with horses. In this show, I'll share personal stories of my journey to date and how I continue to practice doing this day to day in my relationship with my current horses. I'll also periodically interview other women about how they're empowering themselves as horse girls as well. So join me as we go on this journey of empowering our horse girl selves together. Welcome back to the Riding from the Inside Out podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk about how the difficult horse that you have now can be exactly the horse that's right for you. And when I say difficult, I mean, quote, difficult, close quote, or the problem horse, or the one that has some bad vices, like rearing, kicking, bolting, uh, not standing for the farrier, uh, you know, maybe is constantly losing shoes, maybe is somewhat unsound, maybe intermittently lame, maybe is a hard keeper, maybe doesn't get you the ribbons you want, or fill in the blank, that one. That horse, that's the one I'm talking about, that that horse may actually be exactly the horse that's right for you. Problems and all, imperfections and all, issues and all, challenges and all make you want to, you know, fall on the ground and have a temper tantrum like a toddler kicking and screaming and crying and all. That's what I'm talking about. So let's dive in. You know, it's funny, the um, the inspiration for this podcast episode, today's episode came from <laughs> coming back from feeding a horse that would fit in that category my younger guy. And he's a um, seven year old off track thoroughbred. 
17 hands. He's a chestnut. Uh, he has Stormcat in his bloodlines, if you know what that means. If you know anything about the thoroughbred world, you might have heard Stormcat and been like, ooh, you know, eyebrows raised. Or you might have heard Chestnut um, and you might think, ooh, he is a gelding, so there's that. Um, he doesn't get that lovely label of a chestnut mare. Um, but uh, yeah, so that guy, the guy that got me back into um, owning a horse after a long time away of not owning a horse, the guy that caused me to set up our property when our, our property had no nothing not a single thing on it for horses. Um, the guy that uh, I talked about in episode, which one was it? Episode five, um, that uh, the one farrier said, you know, is dangerous. Um, yeah, that one, that one. The one that, you know, this morning, actually this morning he was pretty nice, but Yesterday, while he was waiting for his buddy to finish his grain and I was talking to him, he, you know, had his ears back and was like, didn't really want to talk to me at all. That's the one I'm talking about. He is the inspiration for this episode and to be honest, for um, really for for me getting back in horses, well, not getting back in horses, I got back in before him, but really um, coming to understand a lot about myself and my past with horses that has really helped me. Um, so let's kind of dive into this, which I said that before, but I'm going to say it again. <laughs> um there's just so many ways I could begin on this topic. I, I it's just, oh my gosh. Um, okay, so I'm just going to blurt it out there. Every horse that I've ever found to be so challenging and so, you know, kind of, you know, taxing or or so um, where I just didn't know if I could do it. I just didn't know if I could take it anymore or I could handle it or if I could go there. Those horses, those are the ones that have taught me. They have been my greatest teachers and they have taught me so much. Oh my gosh, so much. And not just about, you know, improving them or my riding or, you know, helping them, but myself, myself, my ability to take on hard things in my, in my regular non-horse girl life, to, to do things, to experience things. But the problem is when we're in the moment with those horses, it can feel insurmountable. It can feel daunting. We can feel like we can't 
we can't take another minute of it. We can't stomach it. We're we're just at our wits end. Um But it's this amazing thing where when you don't give up. And sometimes the choice is, you know, to move on and and do something else. That's that's fine. That's not what this episode is about though. Um but when you don't throw in the towel and you don't give up, often I've found when I've done that, it's because I felt like I couldn't, I didn't have any other option to still have a horse and make things happen. It's caused me to reach within myself and find parts of me that I did not even know were there. Parts of me that power within me, um, resilience within me, strength within me, ideas within me, um, inspiration within me that I had no idea existed uh, until that opportunity. And the amazing thing is, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. So often when I've made it through the the challenging hurdle and then I look back, I kind of often can forget how hard it was um, in, in that moment and kind of be like, well, yeah, it was this amazing thing. I did this thing and it was, you know, it was really cool and I'm so glad I did it. But that's never the way you feel when you're actually in the thick of it. You're in the midst of it and you feel like you're just like want to scream because you are at your wits end or you've tried this and you've tried that and you're just not sure you could do it anymore. You just, maybe you haven't tried anything because you're just so freaking scared or nervous or you just don't think you know how to handle the situation with your horse um, or what's going on with them and you are just out of ideas. I have had that happen so many times. Um, and we talked about this in, in the podcast. You know, I've talked about it in the first episode a little bit. So let me kind of go back to, you know, my first my first experience with this um, was me, you know, getting the horse bug early on, young, very young, age five, I think I might have actually been four, four or five, because um, I found I found a picture recently of me, uh, and I could see that glimmer. You know that glimmer. You know that <laughs> that horse girl. Oh, that horse girl glimmer in your eye. You know what I'm talking about when like it's like something clicks in your soul. It's like a shifting, uh, it's like this moment, it's like time stops and you suddenly feel this connection or feel this desire or feel like this is it, this is something I want to do, this is something I love. Um, Yeah, I found a photo and I remember the photo awakened me to that feeling that I had at that very young age. So it became that I went on this crazy journey um, as a horse girl from that moment and uh, I wasn't sure it was going to lead you know where it was going to lead me 
And uh, my sister got into riding a pony and then I was watching, you know, watching and, 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 and wanting and desiring and being like, how do I get a pony? Um, how am I going to do this? And then I finally, I finally, after reading or after riding her pony a little bit that she had access to, and then she got this other horse and riding it a little bit and then getting this, you know, tall pony that I got for the summer and being able to ride it. Nary a a riding lesson, by the way. Um, Not a single one, nothing, nothing. My sister was self-taught and she taught me a few things and otherwise it was me and the books, me and the library. That's what it was that, you know, there was no internet back then. There were no YouTube videos. Um, What an amazing gift that is now. But we had library um, and whatever, you know, maybe if I scraped together enough money to to get a subscription to a magazine, a horse magazine, um, you know, that that I would have poured over uh, like it was just like I was a kid in a candy store every issue or someone gave me old issues. I would just read them. Um, But here I am. I finally get to the point where. I've saved up money, my parents are giving me some money, and my sister is going to help me buy my own pony, and I get this pony, Um, my sister got her in an auction, (laughs) yeah, red flag, Um, but that's what, you know, that's what we could afford um, back then, so, you know, she found this pony, and I saw the pony, looked great, seemed very calm, seemed like it would be a good pony, you know, we get the pony, we get the pony home, and the pony is like not, things are not going so well with the pony. Um, that pony, I threw the towel in on. I threw the towel in on. And, you know, I don't know if I, if I, if I had listened to something like this podcast, I probably wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thrown the towel in on that pony, but I didn't know then what I know now. And I didn't know then what I learned after that pony. She was the, she was the instigator. You know, she was, she was like the motivator. She was, she was the spark, um, because I couldn't, I couldn't ride her. She bucked, I think she bucked me off or I don't even know. She might not have even bucked me off. She might, I might've just fallen off of her. And I was just so like, you know, scared because I hadn't ever ridden a pony that wasn't trained. The one, uh, my sister had kind of been training the pony that she had access to. And then she'd been training her young horse. And so I would, ride those, those animals, you know, the horse and the pony, you know, with a bit of confidence. Um, and then there was the one that I got for the summer, which, you know, you could just ride. Um, but so now I've got this, this pony spooker and I, I, I just like got on her and she was green and she was inexperienced and I was inexperienced and I don't even know. Um, I know that at one point she did buck me off. Um, but I think the first time she just like might have just kind of gotten a little nervous and I might have just fallen off. And then I was scared. And then I probably got on her if I'm remembering 
maybe now back in the archives of my brain I think I might have gotten on her and then I was scared and what happens when you get on a horse or a pony when you're scared and you're not sure that you're scared well they pick it up and then they react right but I didn't I didn't know about that back then I didn't know about any of that stuff back then so I ended up having this pony and I was scared and I was just like not wanting to handle her I became afraid of all of it and so we sold her um you know we 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 sold her um and uh and then I was ponying this and it was awful it was so awful oh my god I regretted selling her but I didn't know what to do I didn't know what else to do and so then along came well along came we moved um we were at this barn and uh there was this pony that like wasn't doing anything and I think he was worse than the first pony that I actually owned but this time um this pony's name's paint this little pinto pony and I was like gonna find a way to work with this pony I was like could I start riding this pony so I asked the owner of the farm they talked to the owner of the pony and I quote-unquote rented which would be called like a lease these you know a lease but we didn't even know those terms back then um you know this pony was just hanging around the barn it was a, an adult woman that had him I don't know what she ever did with him he was doing nothing um he had all these bad habits you know he was cranky he was whatever but I was like he was smaller, he was the right size for me, and he was a pony, and therefore, he was my ticket to get back into the pony horse world after my ticket I sold, because she was a problem, she wasn't working out, I was scared of her, but I wasn't going to do that with this pony paint, I wasn't going to do it, I was going to find a way, and I did, um, what happened what happened with that pony paint, the second one, is that that drive within me was so strong because nobody was buying me another pony. My parents couldn't afford to buy me another pony that was trained. Nobody was going to give me another pony. It was, it was either be ponyless or, you know, this pony paint suddenly is like, a possibility and I was gonna make that work I was gonna make it work and I didn't know how I was gonna make it work no one was like you can make this work Michelle you can figure this out no no one was saying that I didn't have parents saying that they were like let's you know they they weren't unsupportive but they weren't leading me they weren't encouraging me that was me it was my heart it was my soul it was my connection it was my desire you know my sister had her hands full with her stuff she wasn't gonna do stuff for me I had to do it within me I had to find it within me so it was me in the library and me any and any magazines that I could get my hands on and anything else and this is the thing that pony paints and spooker who I had given up on um, taught me so much 
I learned so much. I learned so much that I don't even know until now in the last, you know, since getting back into horses, um, you know, 30 years since I owned my last horse and longer than that since the time that I'm talking about because, you know, I last, um, my last horse was when I was, the last horse I owned was when I was um, a late teenager, almost 20. Uh, I guess I was 17, maybe, something like that. Um, so we're talking, you know, a while ago. But I, I don't even know that I understood what all I learned and taught myself about paint Um, this pony paint and spooker, what I learned about connecting with horses, reading animal energy in ways that people are kind of just now talking about, like they're talking about it now, but I had to learn how to do it because I didn't know how to do it. No one was showing me how to like do any training. So I had to learn how to read what was going on with the pony. And luckily I was a sensitive kid. So, you know, I had some kind of abilities in that area, um, to, to be able to do that. And, and, and so this is what I did. I kind of, it's like I tuned into depths within myself that I didn't know were there. I tuned into capabilities within myself that I developed that I had no idea were there. Were they there when I had Spooker? They were there, the first pony that I sold? Yes, they were there then. They were there then. That was my power then. I just couldn't see it. I didn't believe it. I didn't know. And I, I, the fear of her outweighed, um, me finding in myself at that moment. Uh, but then the moment I got rid of her and I had no pony and my heart was breaking and my soul was crying out and I couldn't stand it, that That is what made me go within myself and find answers within myself and find resilience within myself and find strength within myself and find power within myself and find, you know, all kinds of things within myself that helped me find power and strength and resilience and knowing and um, sensitivity to read and horses and 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 all of that I did that because of the circumstances and this is what I'm talking about if you have a pony or a horse right now that is a problem pony or horse um If you feel like you are at the end and you just, you just don't want, you know, that's not what you want, or it's just really too unsafe for you or, or whatever for you to, you know, to, to, um, to pursue or to continue, you need to listen to yourself on that. Um, but 
what I have found is that what I have found is that our souls, our soul kind of gives us experiences that we're calling for ourselves to know, kind of like um, experiences of our own uh, awareness of our own power, awareness of our own knowing, awareness of our own strength, awareness of what we have the potential to be. Our soul's don't have the same restrictions and limitations and doubts and uncertainties and fears that that kind of we may have about ourselves depending upon where we're at with our own connection with our own self and our own knowing. Um, oftentimes we don't we don't know how to tune into that. We don't know that we have that. We don't know what it's it's inherent in us. And I've learned that it is inherent in every one of us, um, that it is what we have within us. Every single one of us has it, but we often don't know that. And yet our soul knows it, our heart knows it. And it can call us to circumstances or call circumstances to us to help us learn that about ourselves, to help to help us wake up to this awareness about ourselves and this awareness of power and strength and resilience and potential and beauty and love and everything within us that's already there. My soul is what caused me to have that moment that I talked about in that photo that I ran across recently caused me to say horses and ponies. Yes. My soul is also what brought me to that experience with Spooker, the first pony. And my soul is also what helped me become aware and feel the feelings of fear about her and uncertainty about her because it created this sense of really pain, confusion, suffering, doubt, fear, um, crying, all kinds of things that I experienced with suffer with suffer with spooker, um, just feeling bad that I had this pony that I felt so bad about. My soul knew at some level that that would happen. Why? To punish me? To give me a pony that I couldn't ride? No, to help me see ways in which I wasn't embracing my own power, but I could. I could. I had it in me. I had it in me and you do too. And I had it in me. And so the experiences with Spooker kind of created this pain, this conflict, this situation that made me not feel good to bring my attention to all the things that I wasn't doing with her. And then I sold her. 
And then I was ponyless. And then I was miserable. And my soul also is what found the other pony at that barn paint and said, you're not letting this one get away. You are not letting this one get away. Did I have the answers? Did I know I was going to be able to figure it out? Did I have any idea to be able to ride that pony? I had no idea when I started down that road with that pony. I had no idea. It was scary because you know what? The last pony I had, I was really scared of. And now I'm going to take on another problem pony. And I don't know if I'm going to find any answers. And I don't know if I'm going to figure it out. And I'm the same scared girl that I was. The only difference is... I was going to try something and I was going to risk myself. And that was really from my soul, my heart and soul connection to these horses and the equine spirit. And that motivation was this inner motivation. Nobody outside of me was telling me, do this, do that, do this, do that. Try this, try this, try this, try that. Nobody cared as much as I did. Nobody was like wanted me to be in the horses or have a connection with the horses the way I did. My parents, you know, sure, they probably would have gotten me riding lessons if we knew anything about that or where to even go or could, you know, afford it. Um, But that wasn't an option. So it was up to me. It was up to me within myself. But my soul and my heart had that awareness of what I could be and what I could do and the strength that I had. And you have it too with your problem horse, that you have right now, I guarantee it, it doesn't matter whether that horse rears or bucks or doesn't stand for the farrier or if that horse runs out at fences or it's doing this, that or the other thing, there is, I believe, always a reason why we have the horse we do. There's always a reason. And I've had this happen so many times in my life, not just with horses, but with everything where I'm, I've really worked actively through my life to understand my own inner guidance and be able to communicate with it, um, understand um, what it's telling me, how to tune into this. This is why I have a podcast on, you know, empowerment with writing, but I have another podcast that is about empowering your unique and creative self, um, which doesn't have to do with writing. And it's not just about being an artist, but it is has to do with creating, but it, it, it's about understanding your energy flow and it's about understanding your power. It's about understanding all this stuff. But the point is our souls know what we truly are at our core. They know us better than us. They know us better than the mind version or, or the where we are in our current awareness and beliefs of us. And that means there's a reason that pony or that horse is in your life right now. And it is because there is something for it to teach you. For it to teach you 
about you. And what I've also discovered is it's like this reciprocal thing too, where they get something from it. There's every single, it took me a long time to understand this, but it's my soul having that animal, that experience, because it's teaching me something or has the potential to teach me something. But it's also something that the spirit of that animal is coming to you for a reason. To you, not to your neighbor, not to someone else, not to a trainer, not to somebody else, to you. There's a reason it's coming to you. There's a reason paint was with me. There's a reason I have my horse out there right now. The one that I have that I talked about at the start of this episode that, um, you know, has, has been challenging. I have challenges with him. There is a reason I have that horse and there is a reason I've had every horse and it is at a soul level and there is an opportunity There is an opportunity, and this is what this podcast is all about. There is an opportunity for you to tune into and start to embrace, discover, learn, explore things within yourself that you, in most cases, probably are not seeing right now you're not aware of from your current vantage point you just can't see it but guess who does your soul and the and the horse's soul does too that's the thing we had a horse um we got it we have a beautiful second horse now his name is raven um but we had a I call it a first, second horse um, that we got as a companion for my my first guy. Um, and this second horse, his name was uh, Lux. Um, oh, I have such emotion about him. He actually, he is also such a big reason for this podcast. Um, I mean, both of them, all of them. I mean, my horses are my inspiration for all of it. Um, but I got Lux. He's the one that I talked about in this podcast that I, um, in a previous episode that I, you know, drove to, uh, Nevada to outside of Las Vegas to get, you know, I'd never driven a horse trailer that long and I went to get him and then I brought him back and, and whatever. Um, and he deserves his whole own episode, um, which I will probably do. Um, but you know, I had experiences with him. We had experiences with him. He was really shut down, but he had, he had physical issues. He had health issues that I wasn't aware of 
Well, okay. No, I was aware of when I got him. I mean, I wasn't when I drove down to see him. And then when I saw him, I was, I knew, but I didn't want to admit that I knew, but then I couldn't leave him. And then I was like, oh, I can't leave this horse. I have to get this horse. And I remember having a conversation with my husband um, because I could see there were some serious things going on with him physically that I wasn't aware of before I got in a horse trailer and drove down to get him. But I had had a really, really strong call that I needed to get him. And, um, and I knew that like a inner knowing, um, I had all kinds of things with him. Like we had this amazing challenge of like, um, how to get him to put on weight, um, how to start developing his, um, his strength. Um, but ultimately, ultimately we had some serious health issues and he, we had to put him down. Um, he, and I'll talk about this in its own episode. Um, but you know, it's, he, he taught me there's so many things that he taught me um, about parts of myself that were like wounded, like parts of myself that I wasn't seeing my full strength. And I wasn't, I, it's like I could only see the issues and the problems and I wasn't seeing the strength and he had issues and he had problems and he had weaknesses. But when I would look at him, I would see a horse that was so beautiful. I could just see how beautiful he was um, with all of that. And, and it's kind of complicated because I also saw the other stuff too. I saw the, the issues and the challenges and, and whatever. Um so it was kind of a complex dynamic. But the thing that I came to understand after that, that just excruciating day when we put him down. And I'm pausing for a moment to, uh, oh, just to gather myself to be able to, um, to talk about this. Uh, I'm going to leave this in here. I, I, I want you to, you know, know this is, it's not hard for me to, I mean, it's not easy for me to talk about this because I still have so much emotion about Lux and what happened. But there is a way in which my, myself and my family, my husband, who had hardly been around horses, my son, who had been around horses even less, um, and, and really hasn't even been around my other horses since then. We gave Lux this kind of acceptance and unconditional love without him needing to do anything in exchange for it that I really believe and I came to see afterwards is why he came to me. I mean, I found him and then I went and got him, but it's like he was in agreement. It's it. This is what I mean when I say your soul, you know, 
brings you to a horse that's right for you. And then there is something about the soul of that horse that benefits from you. I was really shown that with Lux. I really came to understand that with Lux, that Lux, there is a peace. There is a peace that Lux experienced with us that um, I think he needed. You know, I think that he was, I think he was going to transition no matter what. And there was some way in which, um, and I didn't know that, you know, um, when I got him. Uh, but I think there's some way in which it was like, I would be able to give him this thing that he, he deserved. Um, I don't know his history. I know. I know he had been used as a lesson horse and then I know um, he had also been in a kill pen and I know he was like really thin and I know he had, God knows, God knows. I know when, when I got him, he was so, he was a very good boy. He wasn't like, he wouldn't fight. He would just go along with it. He was really easygoing, but he was so shut down. Oh my God, he was so shut down. Um, he was so shut down. He didn't even know that he was shut down. Like my other guy right now, Raven, he's shut down, but he's still very sensitive and aware that he's, well, he's not shut down. He's just very sensitive. So he'll just kind of move away. But Lux wasn't that horse. He was so shut down. He would just stand and take it and do whatever needed to be done. But he was withdrawn within himself, within his own head, within his own body. And there is something about what happened to him in the, you know, the short period of time that we had him that I really believe his spirit needed to be able to leave his body. Um, I don't know. It's just a sense, a really strong sense that I got afterwards. And I've had this happen so many times, this awareness that, that it's, it's like a two way street, um, there are also other things about like, you know, that I've come to learn about like, um, and kind of be shown like, you know, cause I paid money for Lux and he was, um, not physically well enough for even the price that I paid for him. Um, and like, why would I do that? But I, I really kind of believe that I did that because, I was able to give money for a horse, for um, an opportunity that I was calling myself to know and the horse was calling himself to know. And that money also then went to the person that sold him to me, which then enabled them to do other things with that money related to their family. And um, it's an amazing thing, the way the universe the way the universe just lines all this stuff up and um it's like synchronicity on steroids and i i've learned a lot about this i know a lot about how this works and and all the parties that get involved um in this and this is what i'm talking about it's like there is there's a reason and 
there's a reason for why you're in this situation with your current quote unquote problem horse. And it is giving you an opportunity, an opportunity. You know, I talk a lot in the show about, you know, this opportunity we have as horse girls, even without our problem horses to, you know, to learn to be resilient, to learn all kinds of skills, to learn to, you know, have strength within ourselves and, and, and all of that. But also when we think we are just at the end of our rope, we have no idea what to do. We have no idea how to do it. We are just beyond our capacity is what we think we are not. That is what I've come to understand. Let me give you another example. Um, So I record these episodes when I feel inspired um, because I don't record I don't script any of this. None of this is scripted. It's when the inspiration comes and and then I am sharing ad hoc. Um, So uh, this morning, I'm actually uh, getting ready to publish episode, I think it's episode five, maybe episode five. Yeah. So I was listening to episode five. And it's, it's episode five is about um, listening to your own inner knowing. And, um, and in doing that episode, which I recorded a while back, uh, even though I'm just now going to be publishing it today, I, I told, uh, I told some stories of what happened, um, you know, in, in last year. Yeah, last year, 2022, after I got my first horse, I told some stories about his, shoes, you know, losing shoes and, and, and an experience I had with a farrier and, and, um, different kinds of people. And, you know, it's so crazy because I listened back and I had that hindsight is 2020 thing where I was like, I was listening to myself talk about it. And it was like with the farrier, I was listening to the Ferris story and I was like, oh, well, you know, there was this, you know, red flag here and there was this situation that happened with the farrier there and, and, and in these stories, in this story that I was talking about, it's like listening back to it, you know, it just seems so clear, like, oh, well, you know, I had these experiences with this farrier and they weren't right. And then they led me to find another farrier. And then that was a really bad experience. And then eventually find the person that we use right now. And my horses are, are barefoot. They actually, um, you know, I have since, um, transitioned both of them actually completely to be barefoot. Um, we wear, uh, we wear hoof boots, um, some of the time. And we've tried glue on shoes with the one guy, but, um, that hasn't worked. Uh, but you know, and there are a lot of reasons for, for going barefoot too, that align with what I know about health and wellness and energy and all that. But, you know, when I first got back into horses, I just had a horse that had two front shoes. And so that's kind of what I was maintaining for a little while, while I was dealing with all kinds of other things. But my point is that 
with this farrier, I look back on these stories and it's like, oh, well, you know, I had to go through this farrier to understand this and this to understand this to get to this place. But when you're in the midst of it, when you're in the midst of it, it can feel like you have no freaking idea of what to do. And you can feel like you just want to fall on the ground. And maybe you do. And you cry and you scream and you are at your wits end. Um, I had an experience where um, with that same horse, the one with the farrier issues, you know, we we then, oh my gosh, so many things. <laughs> we, we, um, oh, uh, let's see. So there was like the farrier and then we got the shoe on and then we had the other one we had to pull him off and then he was like barefoot. And then, um, we went through a bunch of rounds with that. And then we found the person that we're using now and we tried these, com- um, like glue on shoes. So, um, it, it was a period of, I forget how many months of putting glue on shoes on and he'd lose them. He'd like the first one he lost, I think like within a day, um, and then, and then, and then we tried these like other methods and, and then, um, and then like, just when I'd be like, yeah, it's working. Cool. Yay. Yay. He, then he would like lose them again and he'd lose them again. And like, and then I, I would have to like go find them in the pasture, um, which was like really hard. And then one day I think I had just gotten the new hoof boots, um, yeah, I got the new hoof boots and I was using scoot boots and he lost, even though we got them sized, recommended by the scoot boot person, I think, yeah, we sent measurements in and, or maybe that was the other boot. I can't remember. Um, but basically I put the boots on him. We thought they fit. They seemed great. And he lost them within an hour. And I couldn't find them. And I'm going all through the pasture trying to find these scoot boots that I just bought, like brand new, and I can't find them. And we have woods and we have brush and, you know, like the scoot boots are black and the, you know, it's like the summer. So like the, the branches are all tall in certain parts of the pasture. It's not just grass. Um, There's like brush and stuff in certain parts of it. And so, and the scoot boots could have flown off on the other side of the fence in the woods. I mean, who knew where? And I'm looking and 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 looking. And I recorded a video um, of what that experience was like. I haven't ever published it. Maybe I should actually, because I was, I was so mad. I was just so mad. I I had been so sad. I had been so upset. I had been so hurt. I had been so confused. It's like everything we did to try to keep shoes on this horse so that I could ride, which was the point of why I got said horse was because I wanted to ride more and I was hardly riding him at all. Hardly every time I would start to ride, he would lose a shoe or he'd lose, you know, um, a glue on shoe or some other issue would happen or there'd be some other thing that happened or you know we had something with the pasture or suddenly there's like it was there was always something there was always something and so I had like had a lot of sadness and emotion of like you know being bummed out and and bummed out and depressed and not sure what to do and whatever and then finally I was just 
mad and I recorded this video and it's so crazy because I can watch it now and be like because I'm on the other side of the, I'm on the other side of that mountain I now have a horse that's barefoot and is doing well I now have you know certain solutions in place that I didn't even have an awareness of at the time and I couldn't have even conceived that they could exist for me but they do and this is my point there is a world of answers and solutions and options and information and guidance and power and potential within you related to that horse that you are calling your quote unquote problem horse or challenging horse or horse that isn't doing this or isn't doing that. There are solutions. There is power within you. There is a whole set of situations and circumstances and they are literally just right around the bend. You just can't see them right now, but they are there. I guarantee you they are there. I've experienced this not just with horses. I've experienced this with my own health, with my kids' health, with my work, with my career, with life choices, with us living in this property that we live on. Um, I mean, I just can't tell you. It's like I have a PhD in understanding how this stuff works because I've experienced it. And I'm telling you, without a doubt, it doesn't matter where you are standing right now in feeling angry or sad or uncertain or thinking this is impossible. I guarantee you that there are answers. And I guarantee you there is another way. And I guarantee that there are possibilities. Now, if you decide that it's just not, you're not there, that's not what you want to do, you know, you're done, you're throwing in the towel, no problem. That's what I did with Spooker, Um, you know, and that then caused me to then have a greater awareness to listen to myself when I had the opportunity with paint. And it, you know, I don't know if I had the situation with Spooker, what I've been able to do, what I do with paint, I don't know. But what I know is that that horse that is in your life right now is not random. There is a reason for it. I mean, unless somebody else bought it for you and you know, is trying to make you ride it or said, this is the one for you. And you know, whatever, if there is something that, um, you know, and sometimes even, sometimes even that can be that it's right for you. Um, but maybe it's not, uh, you know, I don't know every circumstance, but I know for sure, if you were drawn from within yourself to a particular horse or pony, um, there's a reason for it. And there's a reason on both ends. And there is a world of solutions. And there is a world of answers. And that's a lot of what this podcast is about. And I'm going to be talking more about this other than just in this episode. Um, But I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this because I've lived this. I have lived this over and over and over and over and over again. And not only 
Is my horse better for it? I am better for it. And all the horses that have come after are better for what I learn from that horse that I'm in that moment with right now. So that's what I wanted to talk about in today's episode. And I will end on that note. I'm so glad you joined me for today's episode of the Riding from the Inside Out Empowering Our Horse Girl Selves podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode or you're enjoying this podcast, hit the subscribe button on your favorite player or in iTunes so that you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Also, share this episode with anyone else who might connect with this material. To learn more about my other offerings, visit my website at michellewaldo.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-W-A-L-D-O.com.